Hey, it's Matt Cross from UMass Basketball, and I've got a slam dunk insurance recommendation for you. I'm a Massachusetts native myself, and I know the importance of hometown loyalty and toughness. When I need insurance as tough as me, I choose Amherst Insurance. They've had UMass Basketball's back for decades, and they'll have yours too. Trust me. Amherst Insurance isn't just an insurance agency. They're a part of our community, deeply rooted in Massachusetts values. They understand the hustle, the spirit, and the pride that defines us here. So if you're looking for a hometown insurance agent who's got the same drive and determination as me, it's Amherst Insurance all the way. And remember, when you make that call or visit the NathanAgencies.com, tell them Matt Cross sent you. UMass fans, Josh Coney, the latest addition to the UMass basketball family. The energy here is unreal, and let's not forget UMass football season is revving up, and I'm all in. Now listen up. Moving can be a hassle, but five college movers made my transition seamless. Mention my name, Josh, and you'll not only score exclusive pricing, but tickets to a UMass basketball game of your choosing, courtesy of five college movers. So UMass fans, let's rally for football, get ready for basketball, and when it's time to move stress-free, team up with five college movers. Go UMass. Welcome to Commonwealth Conversations, everyday Minutemen stories brought to you by the Mass Collective. I'm your host, Nathan Strauss, and today's guest, a special guest who's been described as possibly one of the best rebounders in UMass history. It's the one and only Horace Naismith. Thanks so much for uh, for hopping on and joining us from Atlanta. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. So when you hear the fact that some people would call you the greatest rebounder in, in UMass history, or certainly up there, uh, is that how you would like to be referred to? Is that what you think you're sort of best known for in the UMass sphere? Uh, well, I actually thought I was a better defender than I was a <laughs> rebounder, just because I guarded every position from the point to the four, right? It just depended on who that best player was. I always guarded the best player. Rebounding was just something that it was innate. It was it was one of those things when you play with older kids, like you have to do on the New York City playgrounds in order to stay on the court. They really don't want you shooting. They want you defending and they want you rebounding. So I ended up getting a nose for the ball at an early age and, and just it carried forward. So you started your UMass career in 81, 82. How did you get to UMass? What was the recruiting process like for you? Well, I'll tell you, there's a, a funny story attached to that. So the one of the assistant coaches, um, Sam Wilson, um, and that was from Ray Wilson. Ray Wilson was the head coach. Sam really liked me because Sam was the AAU coach I played for. And so he brought Ray to a game. We played Holy Cross, and Ray didn't think I was good enough to play in the Atlantic 10. So they stopped recruiting me. So my recruiting was all over the place. I had Texas A&M. I had San Diego State. I had it – was, it was just bouncing around all over the place. So Tom McLaughlin took over. And he had a connection with Tom Konchowski, who most people know in, in, in the recruiting world um, as, as great eye for talent. Been doing it for many, many years, uh, passed away uh, uh, within the last year. Um, told Tom, as a kid that's out there, not signed, this is the end of my senior year, you need to take a look at him. He did at the Wheelchair Classic, and he loved me. And 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 it's funny, I was going up for my uh, recruiting visit the whole time up. I'm telling my dad, I'm not coming to school here. I'm not coming to school here. I had just left South Florida. I was getting ready to go to Texas A&M. I'm from the city, and I'm like, this is not my cup of tea, right? 
I signed that Sunday. <laughs> what what sold you on that on that visit? Wow, the hanger. <laughs> <laughs> the hanger sold me. He took me down to Springfield. I had a great time. The guys that took me out, uh, Craig Smith, uh, uh, Edwin Green, I just had a great time. Uh, and then I, I like Coach McLaughlin. Uh, he told me, he said, Horace, you got a chance to start right away. Um, and it just felt right. I never saw the gym. I never knew what the record was. That might have that might have caused me not to come because UMass was like two and twenty four the year before, but I had no idea what the record was. Obviously, that was before you know Google and all that stuff and whatever you didn't know firsthand, you didn't know. Of course, that makes a lot of sense, and and you end up playing in that first a ten year as well when when UMass men's hoops was uh you know just joining the a ten for the first time. What was that competition like? You know, we know what it's like now, but obviously there were obviously different teams in it back when uh back when you were playing there. And of course, in that in that first uh in, in that first couple of seasons, you know, it was the the EAA and then uh the A10. So what was uh what was the competition like, you know, back then in the in the early 80s? Oh boy, it was rough because back then you had Pitt in the conference, you had West Virginia in the conference, you had Rutgers in the conference. Um, it was tough. Penn State was in the conference at some point in time, not that first year. I want to say it might have been my third year that they were in the conference. And uh, so it was it was a, a, a tough road to hoe. We were a young team. We started four freshmen and one sophomore, you know, in the league with that type of talent. It's 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 rough, man, because obviously that was before the 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 one and done. So you're playing against guys that are seniors and 22 years old and I'm playing multiple positions, but like I said, I guarded power forwards and sometimes centers just because I was quote unquote the tough guy, right? And but I'm 200 pounds and they're like 240. <laughs> so it was a battle for me. It was really was, but it was enjoyable um, uh, to play in that conference because there was so much talent in the conference that year. Yeah, and, and when you were playing, you know that was when URI, Temple, St. Joe's were all added to added to the conference was there a favorite team for you to play against back like either a team that you performed well against or a rival who you know you always had to get yourself up for uh St. Joe's for whatever reason we matched up well with St. Joe's and they were in the top 20 and we beat them <laughs> um back they had Mo Martin and Tony Costner and Bob Lajewski um uh Bruiser Flint uh uh, my sophomore year, I guess he was a freshman at St. Joe's, old UMass coach now at Kentucky. Um, they were always good matchups for us. I don't care if we played them there or we played them at UMass. It was always a good matchup. Uh, hated playing West Virginia because regardless of what happened, except for one time, they were ranked number four in the country, and they played. we played them at the cage. And we lost to them by like six points maybe um, in that game. But I love playing against them because they had a kid, and his name fails me right now, um, kind of the same type of player. And we used to have uh, some personal battles. So it was always fun playing uh, playing in those games. And then uh, Rutgers. I always liked playing Rutgers. Uh, Roy Henson was there early. Uh, so those are also some good battles. Was there a guy, you know, aside from the, the kid you're talking about at West Virginia, was there, who was the toughest guy that you that you guarded? 
Wow. The toughest guy that I guarded in conference or was, just in general. Yeah. Well, I don't remember this guy's name, but I tell you what, I don't think he sweat the whole game <laughs> because we played North Texas State. And they had a kind of, I don't want to say renegade coach, but he kind of was. He kind of danced to his own beat. All the players came into the banquet, and they're drinking beers, and we're drinking water, right? So we played them that next night, and they're beating the brakes off of us. We were probably down 27, 30 points in the game. And for whatever reason, we got together at half court and said, hey, man, whoever gets the ball past half court, take the shot, right? So... Up until that point, I've always been able to figure out ways to guard whomever. I could not figure out how to guard this guy. Could not. He ended up getting drafted in the second round by uh, the Ken, Ken, Ken Lyons. Kenneth Lyons. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Boy, you got a good memory, man, for a young guy. <laughs> no, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit that I did just look up their roster and I saw that he was averaging 25 points a game that year, and I was like, well, that's got to be him. So, I was. That was that was 18 years before I was born, so I can't oh. admit. To, I, <laughs> I, I, I wish that I could give myself enough credit for knowing that, but I had to right. look it up. But but yeah, he he put up some ridiculous yeah. numbers. Yeah, he he was tough to guard. Uh, Mo Martin was tough to guard. Terrence Stansberry was tough to guard. I guarded all three of those guys when we played them. Forrest Pappy Owens, he was also tough kid at uh, Rhode Island back in the day. He was tough. Uh, so my job was to make them take more shots to get to the points they normally would get. But Lions, nah, he had it easy. <laughs> when you when you left UMass, obviously you have now sort of gone into the, the coaching and AAU and recruiting world a little bit. But did you always know that you wanted to stick with basketball after your time at UMass was up? Not at all. I actually was in corporate America for quite some time. I uh, was at Polaroid for nine years and uh, district manager, regional manager, new channel, channel national manager, had a lot of different roles there. I worked for Nike uh, for four years uh, as a regional uh, manager. I worked at um, uh, uh, Benny and Smith. Most people know as Crayola Crayons uh, for four years. I actually got into basketball because my son, my oldest son played, both my boys played, and he was playing for a guy that at the time had a big reputation here in Atlanta. And I decided to put my son on that team. My, my son, Tony, was 10 years old at the time. And we went to a practice. He had been playing with this team for about mm, two, three weeks. And the coach says to him, I don't want you dribbling or shooting. I'm like, okay, we don't need to be on this team. My son was a slim build. His build is totally different than mine. Um, he's going to be a guard. He ended up being a guard. So at that point in time, I decided, you know what? If he can coach, I can coach. And because I've probably know more, forgotten more than he knows. So that's how I, I jumped into coaching. And now, you know, with all Metro Hoops, that the the program that you're a director of, and that, that program also, you know, features the underclassmen All-America game. You You helped found that. How has your um, that side of your coaching side, I guess, developed in the last couple of years? Well, I, I coached uh, for roughly about 20 years. I coached for I had my own program, the uh, Georgia Hurricanes that had Jody Meeks on it, had Marshawn Brooks on it. Um, had a had a really good team. My oldest son, Tony Naismith, was on that team. Um, 
but I coached with the Celtics for like eight years. Um, we have coached multiple McDonald's All-Americans, uh, Kobe Simmons, Josh Langford, EJ Montgomery, um, other pros, uh, KJ McDaniels um, that play for Houston. Um, so it was, it was enjoyable. I did it for probably a, another six or seven years after my youngest son who played at Kennesaw State um, stopped playing. So I enjoyed it. In 2015, I stopped coaching. In 2016, I started the uh, underclassmen All-American game. What's the best part to you about, you know, that the underclassmen All-America game? Because looking at the list of people who have played in it, it's pretty impressive. You know, you've got you know, almost double-digit lottery picks at this point. What does that, you know, mean to you as a, a coach and obviously as someone who experienced, you know, college basketball both as a player and then as a parent as well? Well, I think um, first and foremost, I like to tell the parents when I talk to them that the game is 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 more than basketball, right? How many uh, basketball events does a kid play with throughout their lifetime that actually means something other than winning a basketball game? So the game is tied into diabetes, which which uh, is near and dear to me because I was diagnosed as type two diabetic um, about uh, eight nine years ago. And I've been able to get off the medication through diet and exercise. And a lot of it is educational for the kids. But obviously, the fun part is the talent uh, that we get uh, for the game. And um, really, for me, it's been trying to find that kid. I'm not a big believer in the rankings, although I'm in that space. But I got eyes, too. So if you tell me the kid is number 10 and I think the kid is number 90, then the kid is number 90, my eyes. So I've been able to get some kids that Zion Williamson played in the first game and nobody knew who he was. And guess what? Neither did I. <laughs> and I had a good buddy of mine say, hey, Horace, I've seen this kid. You ought to put him in the game. And of course, it was him. So throughout the years, I've been able to get the talent because I've always been I was an Adidas coach with, with the Celtics. And you know how the shoe wars are. But I've always been considered like Switzerland, right? I'm good with everybody. So I've been able to get a lot of the quality talent. And, and it's been it's been great, man. The competition has been really good. I've had kids that were way under the radar. I've had guys from 24-7 sports, rivals, uh, you know, Horace. I've never, I, the first time I saw that kid was at your event. So that's, that's good for me because it's not a big event. You're talking... 24 kids and to have that sort of talent come through with 24 kids that's pretty big yeah the, the hit rate is really remarkable and even just looking now at the guys from a couple of years ago obviously Gigi Jackson has had a breakout year in the NBA especially the last couple of weeks um, guys like Stefan Castle who's uh you know been been terrific this year uh in the collegiate game and then of course you know you look at down at the list and the, the guys who are going to be playing this year it's like well you never know 18 months from now, we could be seeing them go in the lottery. Is, is there a guy who has come through the All-American game that reminds you of you at all? Mm, gosh. Um, man, they're better They're better than me. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the talent that these kids have at, at a young age is, is bananas. I didn't play high school basketball until my senior year in high school, right? So that's that's always been my story. I'm a, I'm a champion of the late bloomer. Um, uh, so I can't say, I, I guess, from what I just said about being a late bloomer, I think Kyra Lewis. I do, I do. There's actually three games within my game. The classic game is the national kids that Zion Williamson and Chet Holmgren and those guys played. 
then there's the select game, which is more regional in nature. Kids that are good, but they're not them. So I guess from that standpoint, Kyra Lewis played in that game. And so he wasn't considered a high-level kid. He ended up being a, a – if it wasn't a lottery, close to a lottery pick. Um, uh, Aaron Henry, uh, who got drafted by the 76ers, he was another kid. I tell you, the first year I did my game was at his high school. I asked his high school coach, is there a kid good enough to be in the game? It just made sense from a, a fan uh, standpoint to get some kids from the school at the game, right? He says, no, we don't have anybody good enough. So a few weeks later, I get a call from a guy that did video. He said, Horace, you got Aaron Henry in the game? I'm like, no, nah, I don't. Coach said he didn't have anybody good enough. He said, Horace, put him in the game. Put him in the game. He was MVP of the select game, went to Michigan State, now in the league. So that's also a good story. So I'm the under-the-radar type guy, so those two kids kind of come to mind. When it comes to, you obviously mentioned the hangar earlier on today, but when it comes to things that you miss about Amherst or about UMass, what comes to mind in addition to the hangar? Oh, man, I had so much fun there, man. It was uh, phenomenal. It's not what it used to be. It's definitely not Zoomass anymore. <laughs> but it's, I tell you the difference, uh, they've done a great job uh, on that campus, building it up, adding new buildings. I try to get up there at least once a year. I, I was actually there early this fall to catch a practice. Um, I plan on coming up sometime in the next few weeks for a game. Um, I, I just, it was so many good things. I met my wife at UMass, right? So that's that's number one uh, in terms of things that I, I recollect. Uh, the bonds that I've made, um, I try to stay connected to the program. Um, you know, if I was there, I'd probably be there every weekend catching a game. If, if I was in the vicinity, anywhere from New York to Boston, I probably would because I enjoy going there. I wish the fool was as good as it is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's really something now. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, we ask everyone, you know, the the same two questions. One is obviously, you know, NIL is so different now than it was back in the day, and it continues to grow and change. But if you could have one NIL deal, either nowadays or back when you were playing, what place or company would you want to partner with? Mm, Nike. I mean, uh, absolutely. We we had no NIL to speak of, right? So I, I kind of joke around with folks because I, I look at, NIL is great in one aspect. Obviously, the kids are, are are benefiting from it. But it's also, its downside is the mid-majors become kind of like a um, a minor league, right, for the Power Five. And I joke around and say, you know, if I was in the NIL space back then and how I played, I'd have been worth a lot of money. <laughs> you know, so it it it, it is, um, it's cool. I wish the NCAA would have done something earlier to have get control of it, but that toothpaste is out the tube and you can't put it back in, man. Uh, the the benefits that these some of these kids are getting is phenomenal, and they're not going to want to give it up. Exactly. Uh, the other question that we ask, and um, I'll actually get to that one in a second. Before we get to that that final one, uh, do you have a favorite game that you played in during your time at UMass? Favorite game. Um, well, I, I tell you, we'll, I mentioned St. Um, Joe's. Um, 
those were all, I mean, that game, we played them at, at Amherst. Um, it was a high scoring game too. And, and, and we weren't supposed to win that game because they just came, they got off of beating some quality teams. And, and um, that was, that was one of my favorite games. There's, there's been a few, uh, you know what? I take it back. The most, the favorite game was UConn. We beat UConn at the cage with Earl Kelly and all those guys they had on that team. And they were so mad. They tore up the visiting locker room. <laughs> that was that was my favorite game because you know they were they were UConn they were big brother we were little brother and although we always played them tough um we beat them that game and Earl Kelly and those guys were not having it they were unhappy but that that had to be probably my favorite game that's a that's a great one we haven't seen UMass UConn in, in a in a little while but hopefully we can get that game you know up and running again uh I think that'd be a lot of fun for the rivalry well, it was every year we played them my freshman year at the cage. We lost them by 10. They had Corny Thompson and those guys, Chuck Alaskinas. They had a really good team. Uh, they beat us by 10. We played them at their place my sophomore year. We beat them my junior year, and that contract ended. That was the last That was the last time. I don't think they've played since then, have they? The last time they played was uh, in 2005. So they haven't played since then. And UConn won okay. four, 14 of the last 15 games. Actually, UConn won 14 of the last 16 games going back to that game that you guys won at the cage in uh, wow. in, in 83. So wow. really, you it was the turning point there. After that, um, you know, UConn obviously grew into, you know, eventually joining the Big East and right. all of that. So yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's a changing world, that's for sure. Yes, indeed. The last question that we ask everyone is, and you have a different perspective on this as a, as a former player, is if you were the coach of a team and your team was down by one and you could have any player in UMass history take the final shot, the potential game-winning shot, who would you want to take that potential game winner? Ooh. Jim McCoy. Jim McCoy, I, th I thought he had ice water in, in his veins. Um, wired to score. Um, yeah, I, I, probably Jim McCoy. One of the uh, one of the all-time great scorers in, uh, yeah. in in UMass history, if not, you know, the best. So that's right. a good answer. Yeah, yeah. Before we let you go, is there anything else that you want to to plug or mention um, as a uh, you know, we prepare for, uh, you know, the, the tail end of this A-10 season for UMass? No, nah, I just, uh, not, nothing I want to plug. I just, you know, keep, Minutemen, keep on, keep on putting it down on the floor, play hard, win some games, man. I, um, I, I got, I thought about wearing my UMass shirt for this, for this conversation, but I decided not to, um, not because I didn't want to actually, because I was so tied up taking care of other stuff and running around. Uh, but no, I just, I just, I love UMass basketball and want them to do well. Um, you know, so, hey, good luck, Minutemen. Let's go. Let's go, UMass. Thanks so much for uh, for hopping on. Hopefully we'll be able to catch you at some point in the near future. But uh, we'll know to keep an eye out on that underclassman All-America game, too, to get the jump on, uh, you know, who we could see, you know, walking across that that NBA draft stage, you know, a couple of years down the line. But thank you so much for taking the time and hopping on. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
Hey, it's Matt Cross from UMass Basketball, and I've got a slam dunk insurance recommendation for you. I'm a Massachusetts native myself, and I know the importance of hometown loyalty and toughness. When I need insurance as tough as me, I choose Amherst Insurance. They've had UMass Basketball's back for decades, and they'll have yours too. Trust me. Amherst Insurance isn't just an insurance agency. They're a part of our community, deeply rooted in Massachusetts values. They understand the hustle, the spirit, and the pride that defines us here. So if you're looking for a hometown insurance agent who's got the same drive and determination as me, it's Amherst Insurance all the way. And remember, when you make that call or visit the NathanAgencies.com, tell them Matt Cross sent you. UMass fans, Josh Coney, the latest addition to the UMass basketball family. The energy here is unreal, and let's not forget UMass football season is revving up, and I'm all in. Now listen up. Moving can be a hassle, but five college movers made my transition seamless. Mention my name, Josh, and you'll not only score exclusive pricing, but tickets to a UMass basketball game of your choosing, courtesy of five college movers. So UMass fans, let's rally for football, get ready for basketball, and when it's time to move stress-free, team up with five college movers. Go UMass.